In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, you've seen her on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you've seen her on a million other things. The show, a million other things. The million other things on NBC. That's the competitive show <laughs> to the new show, A Million on Little Pieces. On the same network. Yeah. They have. <laughs> They're really stupid for doing that. Chelsea Peretti is here. Chelsea, clap, clap, clap. Thank you for being Can here. Can you do a fake studio audience? Yeah. <laughs> They're all here. But they're being quiet because they're nervous around. Right. You know? well, it's good to have a leather chair. I know. It's for noise. <laughs> Just don't move. <laughs> There's no roof and a leather There's, chair. Okay. You're blowing no up ceiling. my spot right now? No, this is a great We're getting this at a studio. studio. <laughs> We're in an office. Chelsea and I recently did a movie called Friendsgiving <laughs> with some very funny people. Uh, Dion Cole. Um, Aisha Tyler. Um... Jane Seymour, who is probably the funniest stand-up comic I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jane Seymour ripping. Uh, she she she, does, she has a great twenty minutes on her um, jewelry line. It's the funniest thing. She's like, you design it, and they don't know what to do. Um, Jane Seymour. Who else was on that? Who else was in it with us? There was very funny people. Malin Ackerman, star, the star. Malin Ackerman and Kat Dennings mm-hmm. and Malin's new husband. Uh, I don't know Jack's That's last name. That's actually, he changed his name to that. Malin's new husband, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> Such a long name. Can I see your ID, sir? Um, I'm Malin's new husband, Jack. And I don't know his last name. He was good. Um, he used to be a Chippendale. Was he? Yeah. Like he used to, he was playing with his nipples a lot to get them hard. <laughs> 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 and he said he had a shirt off the whole the whole movie he yeah that was so the joke he would literally fluff his own nipples and said that he used to be a exotic dancer no but he wasn't really though I he had he a was. great body he had such a nice you know when guys get you know when guys who are really <laughs> skinny have the um the, yeah, the fuck the gutters v. yeah what are those called they're like still the like v. You the v say that fuck gutters is more like if you're trash oh really yeah well i call them fuck gutters <laughs> He was he was shirtless the whole movie, um, and it was directed and written by Nicole Payone, who is super funny, super cool, and everybody on it was really was down because I, I think it wasn't an, it wasn't easy. We were all in a house in one house, yeah, like grouped it, together it, in a house know, the whole shoot with rotting food. Always, is ooh, like, stinky rotty food. I still regret digging in with my fingers into some of that salad. Did you eat it? Yeah. You ate some of that? Just like in the heat of the moment, you know, and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. It'll be funny. And then you're like, wait, I think everyone was touching this and putting it back. Yeah. That's the (laughs) (laughs) problem. That's the problem with comedy is that you're like, I'm willing to do this thing to get the laugh. But at the same time, you go home sad because you're like, no, that was not. That was gross. Um, Without giving anything away in the movie, you play a. How do I? It's like a shaman. Well, I already posted pictures of my character on Instagram. Oh, but you did. Yeah, it's like it's like a guru, self-described shaman. I think. Yeah, yeah she's like, um, you know, very hippie-ish. <laughs> Watch, they're gonna be like, "Why are you guys talking about the movie? This isn't. We did not ask you to go we're, and like promote. the We're film. blowing up the film. <laughs> yeah. You, but at one scene, just I have to talk about this. 
I couldn't keep it together. I usually am good about not breaking, but you um, were saying um, a prayer. They were going around and people who pray and you bless the peas and the carrots, baby carrots. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my shit because you were like, bless these little baby carrots, these little tiny, tiny baby carrots. I couldn't hold it together. Just that wound up being really fun. <clears throat> oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Well, because what? I mean, let's be honest. So many times you do things. And they're not that fun. Yeah. It turns out a lot of stuff you think is going to be great. And you go yeah. into it being like, this could be really cool. I know. And halfway through, you're like, I just want to go you home. You know what? I have to say, I'm I'm so passionate about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it truly is true. Like, there's been stuff where I do it and I'm like this was a squandering of talent. Like yeah. people just squander funny people and like ask them to do not funny stuff and force them away from their instincts and make them do stuff that's not funny. It's like, it what's the biggest example of that? Do you have a personal one or, or, I mean, I can't say them. Yeah, but there's gotta be one you can dump on. Oh God. Well, uh, l- the l- only l- thing that's like, no, I don't even, I can't even think of anything. I'll give you a, I'll give you a fun okay, one. you go. <laughs> um, I had the, this is not me talking shit. I had the pleasure of working with. <laughs> this already sounds like you're talking shit. No, but it's funny because it'll be feel, you'll get the, it's funny. The disaster artist, the movie disaster artist, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I was in that quote unquote. Okay. But like my name is on the credits. I'm in like seven scenes. Yeah. I have no lines. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. They cut me out of the whole movie. What were you supposed to be doing? I was supposed to be one of the actors in the movie, The Room. I was around the whole thing. I was around a whole ton. But like they just cut, I just, nothing I had landed. Whoa. So do you feel like it was your fault? Yeah. What did you do? Nothing funny, obviously. I think, I just think my character was so weird. And he's like this, in in the movie, The Room, he is, he's the strawberry guy that gets a blowjob. Do you remember the movie at all? I don't remember it very yeah. well that's he, part it, of the it's funny listen i was so del- delighted to be able to do the project with those guys because they're awesome franco and seth and evan but it was just weird because when i saw the movie i was like i'm not i oh, mean they didn't tell you because no one ever tells they people. don't tell you it's weird when you get yeah. it's, i've heard this before when you get cut from a movie people don't tell you so you just learn it as this is like coming from someone who's never been cut out of anything chelsea pretty well, you guys bragging bragging <laughs> i've heard from losers who get cut all the time <laughs> <laughs> no, i've barely done anything um, do you think you've barely done anything because you're picky I'm 58 and I'm just getting started. You are. You are a good looking 58. Thank you. But you don't do stuff as much because why? Honestly. Well, there's a combination of things. Like I think one is that genuine passion for comedy. And I also always feel like I could write something. I'd rather write something of my own and it's a little slower. Yeah. I'm on page 70 of my script, by the way. How many is it going to, how many pages total do you think it's going to be like 300, 400? No. Um, but anyway, but I'd rather write my own thing. And then the other part of it is that I just have a lot of anxieties. About doing the projects? Just anything. (laughs) Just Just, anxiety in general? (laughs) Just about doing anything. Um, what did you, when I first asked you to do this, you were, you initially were like, "Mm -mm, did I? No, I'm saying I'm asking you mentally. No, because I had so much fun doing um, Friendsgiving with you. We had never really hung out before that. No. Have we ever even met? I don't know. We had met. We had met through the grapevine. Kind of like how people in comedy meet. I mean, I I feel like there's a million people I know, but we don't really know each other. Right. 
And that's kind of how it was. But like, would you have off of reputation alone, would you have been like, she's annoying or something? No. If if what I knew of you before I got to actually physically meet you was that you were funny and, and nice and kind of in your own world. Like you don't really, you're not really out and about and you're not a sceney person in the comedy world. So like, you don't, you don't, no one's going to catch you hanging at Largo on a Thursday. Well, I used to. Yeah, but that's fine. But now in, in this present time, I'm not talking about years and years ago. I do ago. love Largo though. It's a great place. If I were to hang. That's that where be, you would hang. Well, I also used to hang at the comedy store, but it's like a lot of weird people yeah. get really close to you there. And that started stressing me out. Well, what the comedy store has given, I mean, for me being like a, a regular there, I love it. But it, what it does is it's opened the doors to like, everyone has access to anybody. Right. It's mean, a little uh, much. There was this, this little period where I was going there. At, I can't remember. And this guy was like, full on had a video camera with a light and was no. trying to make videos with me after I got off stage. And I'm just kind of like, Mm-mm. gross. Oh God. <laughs> you were sleep upset. <laughs> I was like, no. oh man, what do I do here? I don't know. I'm just like on foot. Just don't like, you just say, go away, go away. I think I might've did something said hi. <laughs> hi. You're really sweet about it. <laughs> hi, don't do this. But I don't know. I mean, that's where I'm always on the precipice of like, the thing I do love the most about stand-up is the the camaraderie. Yeah. I like hanging out after stand-up. God, my voice. You know, do you ever listen to Stern? I haven't in a while. I listen to him every day. Do you? No, seriously. Well, you know how he's always talking about uh, voices like uh, that. You don't it's, have that. I do. You just did it on purpose. No, but before that, when I was talking, I was like... Blah, blah, blah. I don't think... I think it sounded... I think you but didn't do it I can't it help purpose. it. Like, if I try to make my voice really melodious, it's like... Hi. Um, wait, I guess I can kind of do it. <laughs> what if I'm going crazy? Hi. Um. Hi. So, yeah, um, you know, I love stand up and it's a great scene. It almost that sounds just, so fake. It feels like it just takes a lot of effort to do. That sounds really fake. But I feel like him and Robin are like, it's lazy to not try to make your voice sound more f- easy. Yeah, but the- he's but he but he also hates this stuff. Do you know, did you did you listen to this whole thing where he was talking shit on podcasts? No. Seriously? You should go <laughs> it's, I feel it's like hilarious. He's well within his right. He's probably right about it. Well, no, he just no, I think he was going after I feel like it, Ari Shafir had something to do with it and mm. he mentioned him on his show, which mm. was crazy being like some some jag off Ari Shafir's, you know, saying <laughs> podcast of the future. I just think he's a little he's a little his he's a little he is antiquated. I just careful think, now. No, no, careful I, now. I think them he, stern fans. I, are no, no, no. I think he doesn't understand that this is the future. It's fine if you don't like this. Yeah. But for him to be like, there's no future in podcasts. It's like that's an ins- you're insane. That's well, an insane also idea. The way that satellite was like, people were like, what satellite? Yeah. Why? Now he's on it. Right. Now he owns it. Does he talk about Trump yet? I don't know why I'm talking to you about Stern on your podcast. <laughs> We're going to do the rest of the show on Howard Stern. Um, no, but let me let me transition back to what we were almost saying. Okay, fine. When you change your voice there, yeah. do, you do, do you do voiceover stuff or no? I do, and I love it. Do you change your voice for that, or they want you to be you all they the time? They frequently want me to be me. Yeah, but isn't that is so nice? I'll do it, yeah, for sure. I love it. Because I, I go also in. do like, like doing silly voices. But I go in and they're like, your voice, no, just really? anybody else. Yeah. So what, what's your go-to? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I got an audition one time and they were like, uh, well, hey. hey! No, they go, we really like what you did. Is there any way you could sound like TJ Miller? I'm not kidding. Yeah, well, he's like They were like, always- can you imitate TJ Miller? 
I not, like, I guess not as much lately, but like I no, used to be everything lately. I did, <laughs> everything I did, they'd be like, TJ was just here. And you know, he was just so loose with He's it. Just so loose. Just, I was like, well, I'm not, loose guy. I'm stressed <laughs> and tense. Is that going to work for your format? Mm, could you be a little more TJ? If you could <laughs> be like, more he was TJ. Just a complete loose cannon. I was like, he came well, in here. He punched an executive. He peed yeah, on my desk. We loved it. We loved it. He killed. No, I, I, I've tried to do voiceover. I think I've done. A th- I think I've done, I'm not kidding, a thousand auditions. I wish I went wow, back and logged. Never landed anything. Wow. <laughs> I'm batting nothing. That's, I've never landed one. I don't like doing VO auditions. I kind of feel like you should sort of know what I... Yeah, you should know what you want. Well, I do, do it from my house, just on your phone at home. That's what they do. They always like, can you just record it? And send I know, it but us? then it's like, I'm sitting in a closet and my baby's crying in the background. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I just feel like, don't you know what my voice is sort of like? I yeah. mean, that's arrogant, you know. No, but that's the but, same thing about auditions in general. When you go out for something and they're yeah. like, we love Chelsea. You know what's cool though? I had an audition for something that... I heard, you know, the thin walls where you can hear. This is such like an in- industry podcast. Well, this doing. is an industry pod, dude. <laughs> we're calling it industry pod. We're changing the name. But you could hear what the other people auditioning for the role were doing like very well. Like yeah. it wasn't at all like a lot of people don't know this, but like when you audition, you can hear the person. Usually. Always. And it's very stressful. It's like for me, the worst headspace to be in is listening to other people. That's why I don't like stand up sometimes. It's like I'm listening, listening to the act before me and then I go up. I'm like, oh, but who am I in comparison? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> when you listen to the anxiety that I get listening to another actor read the audition, it's the same way I, I was when I was a kid when parents would fight in a room. You could you could kind of hear what's happening. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. I don't no, know what's going horrible. on. That's what it feels like. But so this particular one I heard like the person doing in my, my least favorite thing about mediocre, com- like mediocre comedy actors, mm. people who are do like a serviceable job and they get work, but they're not genuinely very funny. Like they don't like, go ahead and name some people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw out a list of names and let's see if we can get them banned. Um, who do you think genuinely is the worst at that? There's someone that you can call out that's very famous. That gets a lot of work that isn't funny. <laughs> no, I'm so political now. I It'll can't. never hurt your career. Everything could. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. No, but let me just finish my thought and then we'll mm. see if someone comes to mind. But I don't I don't know. But um <laughs> it, the the quintessential to me mediocre comedy acting is when you read the line exactly how I would imagine it on the page. Right. So it's like whoa how'd you get in here is the line it's like whoa how'd you get in here yeah and it's just like every single line is like uh, it's a bad example because that line isn't that funny (laughs) yeah but that would be written in something whoa how'd you get in here yeah that would be written and it's like someone who's doing their own thing is like whoa like you know or whatever they're doing something different i don't know this is a bad this is a bad um, no but you're saying you like no but you like the fact if someone tries something different you want to be surprised like even if it's bad even if it fails you don't want to see where the punchline is you want to be surprised by the punchline the element of surprise is like crucial to comedy right so if someone's doing it exactly how the writer imagined it it probably isn't that funny yeah but those people probably book work because the writers are like that's just how i imagined it <laughs> perfect <laughs> but don't you think sometimes if the comedy writing on something isn't strong you don't have a choice oh yeah that's the I hardest mean, part yeah, that's the hardest so if you do you're something trying where it's to not put that funny, an original stamp on something where it's just absolutely you here, can't here how did you get in here hey how did you get in here all right yeah. and then you go hey 
How did you, you get in here? <laughs> <laughs> you hit hey, I hit you, you. but you know what? That's because we're different. We're different we're peeps. Different. We we're take different, it different people. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I give you this gift? I want you to open it up. Okay. It's I hard because I want to drink this sparkling water, but you it can feels drink it. like gulping and, and you're going to burp. You can burp. No. This is, I got Chelsea a gift. Um, that's that's the uh, tissue paper. This well, is real. This is real. This is real. This is real. I haven't you done know, this yet. This is funny that this store is where I got one of the first little baby clothes for my son. Oh, really? Because I was like, I can't, you know, you're so worried that it's not going to, the pregnancy is not going to work out. And so I was like, I didn't let myself, I think, till I was in my second trimester, buy him a little. Second trimester? I think yeah. you're good. I bought him a little, listen. So I got terrible. him a little shirt there and it says... <laughs> Call my agent. Oh my God. I have a little baby shirt that says, call my agent. And I got him a Gumby because I feel like Gumby is, I think that's pretty imperative for youth to have a stretchy thing. See now because this is ages three plus. I asked her and she said, it doesn't matter. She said there's no loose parts to swallow. This is how I respond to a gift. See, people don't read. (laughs) (laughs) I did my due diligence. Thank you for this gift. Yeah. The woman at the store said, I just figured the call my agent shirt is so cheesy and stupid that That I loved it. Call my agent. (laughs) And I also wanted to get like get a uh, Sharpie and pen the agency names below it. Oh like cross God. out he CAA. He have an agent. He does. He's at he's at UTA now. I heard he's at William Morris's hip pocketing your kid already. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, if your um, kid wanted to get in the business, would you be into it or no? No. So smart. Smart woman. I mean, would I try to block him with everything I have? It depends what he was saying about it. But I mean, no, I would not want him. I yeah. Want him I say to, the same thing. I hope I hope yeah. to God my kid. But But then I also think... It'd be different though if we lived in like not not LA and he was like, I want to do theater or he was like, I want to perform. You know, it'd be different living in LA and being in the business and then like having your child. It just feels like I already think LA is so gross with all the like networking people do like on a daily basis to involve my son and it just seems disgusting to me. Like the kids that are at those kid auditions, it makes me so sad. And the mom is like, say, say thank you. And the kids are like, thank you. And she's like, now get in the goddamn car. Let's go. We have to go to another. It's like you're shuffling around this poor little child around town. Well, it's how really about, weird. too, it's like I feel like people do birthday parties as networking opportunities. Sure they do. Here? Uh, yeah. 100%. I'm just like, I'm, I don't want to participate. Mm-mm. No, keep them sheltered. I already don't really want to go to any birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> Adults or children. Me neither. Weddings either. I'm out of those things. Yeah, I think I'm, I did them. Isn't, shouldn't you have a, a number that you hit if you did? Like, you said, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did them all. I've wanted to do 15 weddings and I'm good. I think that's it for me. I think I've seen every think kind I of did wedding. Them. I, I did them all. I did them all. My best friends have all been married. Okay. So at this point, it's kind of like, you know. Yeah. When someone's like, hey, can you come to my wedding? I'm like, ah, you know. Uh. Yeah. I used to have a joke about my dad's third wedding because. Your dad got just, married three I, times? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like, maybe you'll have to go to your friend's second marriages. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will at some point. It's just, it was just reminding me of that joke about my dad. But it's just like the feel of a second wedding. It's just such a funny thing to think about. It is. <laughs> Again, <laughs> my goodness! Oh love. my God! Forever, You're it's in love forever. This one's forever. <laughs> yeah. This is de- there's no doubt. Sheila is forever. Yeah. You love her. Where did yeah. you guys meet? <laughs> Where did you meet? Oh, she worked in she your was office. My divorce lawyer. Oh, she was your. Oh, okay, that's fantastic. Wow. Well, I guess this will work out for sure. All my friends are married once. No one I know has been married again, but I am in that age range. 
I'm 35. I think this is when like it could start happening and people right. get divorced well, and get married actually, again. Actually, if all your friends are married, that's pretty young. My best friends. Where are they I all guess. from? Chicago. All my Chicago people out here. No one's nobody's married out now, here. Now, when you were in Chicago, did you do improv? Mm-mm. I started everything pretty much in LA. I well, I did, I did theater in college, yeah, and, and I did a couple of sketch things in college but it wasn't a big thing back i mean it just wasn't available for me and then i when i moved to la is when i started people are like oh starting in la is so dumb i was like if i move back to chicago i'll never leave because i wouldn't i know me like i'd be so close to family and it would have just been so hard to leave for me do you see your family a lot i go home probably like eight times a year <laughs> Once a month. I was not I'm expecting home. eight. I'm home. Is that a lie or that's true? I went home eight times this year. That's crazy. But here's why: if I'm traveling for stand up and I'm near Chicago, yeah, I'll stop by. That's still crazy. I love my family. <laughs> I miss sweet. those humans so much. That's sweet. Would any of them come here? Yeah. Well, my parents. If you had a kid, they probably then they wouldn't probably move here for chunks would? at a time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially for the winter in Chicago, they keep saying that. Yeah. They're like, you have a kid. That would be great. Well, that's their, they want to do that. They want to do summer in Chicago, winter here. But I go home just because I feel like I, I mean, this is a very personal thing, but I, I sometimes kind of lose myself here and I feel gross. And I'm like, if I don't go home, I'm going to like maybe go mentally off the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going to fucking, feel like I'm going to stab someone at Target. Like that woman that stabbed people at Target. Yeah. I got her. Kitchen knife. I got her. Listen, it's so funny you mentioned that because I was very impacted by that story. Were you? (laughs) Yeah. It just was such a crazy, at the time, now this is a daily occurrence. Mm, Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like then it was like such a weird story. Like, huh, that's weird. Someone attacked someone in public. Now it's like, Every day, yep. you're just like every day, fucked up shit what happens. Is happening, I know, but I, that hit me hard. Well, I, first of all, we used to live like right around the corner in the West Hollywood here, but from that Target. But I just uh, that means nothing. F- I used to live near it. Yeah, I just I thought I could have been in that Target mean, no, that day. No, you couldn't have. You don't think you, it would happen? Uh, the chances were next. What if I went to Jersey Mike's <laughs> and then went up to Target, <laughs> then went to Ulta, and you were the one person she stopped? I mean, no, being I, what a if redhead, I saw this? More likely. <laughs> what was that? That's so mean. Came at your hair, dude. Okay, I'll come at your hair. That's the kind of original comedy that I... (laughs) Let me come at your hair. You wouldn't think about that. Ooh, I have brown hair. I'm normal. You know what's wrong with my hair, Stand out, dude. Stand out. If you want to talk hair for Mm. a section... Let's talk hair for a chunk. It's so dry. I don't know. Listen, can you hear this? Yeah, they can. These mics are good. They'll pick that right up. What's all that white stuff falling out? Uh, <laughs> there is not. For the record, he's just being funny. <laughs> You're clearing jokes. For the record, that was a joke. For the there record. There is no gross stuff. Fake news. Fake news. Oh. Number one guy. Number one guy. Chels. Yes. Chels. <clears throat> For the remainder of the year, are you doing anything else? Um, no. Job wise, are you just chilling? Are you hanging? I have a couple jobs I'm I'm debating on. Tell us. No, I can't. But like I will say they both involve stand-up-ish type scenarios. That's one thing I asked you off air that I'll ask you on air. Would you do another special? Another stand-up special? I mean, I would. Yeah, I think I probably will. But the oh, question is... I guess I guess my, my real question is like how... How... Uh, how adamant are you to try to get it done? Like, are you really trying to do that? Or, or is it kind of like, nah, we'll see no, when it happens? Not right now. I'm okay. not. But... It's the kind of thing I do have a lot of material. Yeah, you're a, you're an endless pit of material. That's what we call you on the street. They go Chelsea endless pit of material <laughs> yeah. Peretti. I do though, and I feel like I could 
I feel like I, uh, maybe this is like crazy to say, but I feel like say I could it. do a bunch of stand up for a couple months and I feel like I could shoot a special. I don't think it's crazy to say. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be fine tuned at that point, yeah. but it'll still be it'll, it'll still be good stuff. But you know what's annoying with stand up? I mean, aside, so many things are, but it's like let's talk about them. The more fine-tuned, you sometimes ride that wave to the other side where it's like the jokes don't hit anymore and you're kind of over them. Do you well, know what I mean? Are you kidding me? You it happens to me constantly. You hammer a joke through and it's like, oh, you're one that always gets big laughs, suddenly just doesn't. And you're like, what? But you did that because of the way you... Pre- I've learned like the way I present a joke when it stops being funny because they know that you don't find it funny anymore. Maybe. It's, I think people have a weird sense of that. Like I think audiences are smarter than we give them credit for. And sometimes if I do a joke that's been doing so well for so, so, so many like here, I'll just give these pigs this, you slobs and I'll just throw it on your face, the slop on your face. Here you go. Here you go. What about when you feel that way? And then they do laugh and you're like, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because they can tell, they can sense that you're like, I've done this before. It's almost a little bit of autopilot. Even when you're really selling a joke, I just went through that. I just killed a couple of jokes that I was bummed about because I really liked them. But then I was like, I overused them, I think. I think you ever had a joke where it's like, it does really well. And then you realize like, I don't know, months in, you're like, why does this do well? What does this joke even mean? I don't even understand it. I've multiple, are you kidding me? As dumb as I, I'm a, I'm a moron. Sometimes I, I say stuff, people laugh and I go, I don't even know why that's funny. It's just weird. Like I forget what I'm thinking of, but it's like. Have you ever had someone tell you a joke like, of yours and kind of define mean? it? And you're like, oh, I didn't even know that's why you thought it was funny. That's kind of what you're saying. Well, also, there'll be jokes I try that I totally forget about. Like Eric Andre told me about some joke and he's like, yeah, this joke that you used to do is so funny and I completely have forgotten about it. And then I put it in my special. I think jokes that take shape over time sometimes kill themselves. I think when you I think some of my favorite jokes that I've ever told or ever or even ever seen of other people, they were small and fresh and quick and they almost just disappeared. Like my favorite stuff is stuff that people will never do again. I know. Well, that's the thing that makes stand up sometimes feel so meaningless to me. Like if I watch <laughs> <laughs> so negative. I mean, that's why all this stuff doesn't matter and the well, world's going to end. Seriously, though, it is maybe. No, and it is. Between the aliens and who knows? Not aliens as in immigrants, aliens as in that probe that Harvard. Chelsea Peretti, again, <laughs> the caravan of people coming into this country. But um, I hope the, I hope aliens from space come down. Wouldn't that I, be so this tight? Was the first time I saw like an alien story in the news that I was like, maybe they could save us. Help. Like, I, I wasn't like, what are they going to do to us? I was like, they're going to disrupt our lives. I'm like, please. Take us. That's get so us. funny. For the first time, we're not scared. We're so anxious for them yeah. to come. Yeah. Come, come, come. Hurry, come, please. hurry, hurry. That's why Elon Musk <laughs> set that car up in his space. It was like, hey, more attention. Really, Guys, please. please. This would we be cool. This. Put us in the, get us out of the thing. If, if there was an option, if there was an option to go live in space, if they were like, hey man, it only costs this much money. You can actually go live in a space and we found a way to do it. Would you go do it? If they're like, you can get off earth with your family. Things would have to get a little worse for me to be ready to Okay, leave. so it's not as it's not that bad then. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? The problem is it would get bad so fast and then you couldn't. Then you couldn't get there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is kind of like a you have a, you have to decide today. What I'm telling what I'm offering you today. Right. Is outside. We well, could take I you to space. I need to see like a brochure. Of <laughs> you want proof <laughs> that it works? Hotel. I just want to see the accommodation. No, we have a, not a space hotel. We have a space house. We bu- we built we built you I a space house. See the house. It's a replica of your house. Mm. We got <laughs> <laughs> we put it in space. It's on Mars. Who are you? Hmm? Who's we? 
None of your business. <laughs> That's going to be important. Let me tell you something. You don't have a choice. You're either gonna, you, you what? Don't, you don't have that a choice. That was the whole point I have a choice. You don't have a choice over deciding yes or no based on who I am. What kind of hotels do you stay in on the road? Um, like, do you go for, I'm going to treat myself. Four. Sometimes I go for the five seasons. Um, Seriously? Do you stay at the four seasons? No. No, no, no. I mean, most of the cities I go to don't even have a nice hotel. <laughs> I think I like to stay at like Andaz, Hyatt, Branch Hotels. I, boutique hotels are fun. If I can get a boutique hotel, I'll do that. Yeah. There's a cool website named Mr. and Mrs. I, don't I know, even know it. Yeah. Okay. I know everything. Chelsea. I've researched. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> that has cool hotels on it. I'll, yeah. I'll find stuff on that. Yeah. What I don't like to stay in is like a really sad old marriott like yeah. that bums me out oh god it's horrible like i'd rather stay in like a motel six or like a red roof in i mean i don't but i would rather stay in that than an old sad marriott for some reason because sad marriott's have this like mm. nine thousand businessmen have come through depressingly and sat f like slovenly eating food in the bed that you're in yes. and it just oh, makes it just depresses me so dark. yeah so i'd rather stay at i'd rather stay at, i try boutique hotels or airbnb what is, is what chill is the thing with boutique hotels because i always prefer that too and i think it's that well because it's not as used first of all they just yeah. don't have as much traffic yeah you know, mm -hmm. like, like a, like a Marriott or like a corporate hotel is like a, just like a bus. That's all it is. It's just, it's just like, it's like sleeping on a bus. It's sleeping on a bus. And a boutique, boutique hotel is like, <laughs> a boutique hotel, uh, it's French. And a boutique hotel, and when you go to a boutique hotel, it's just more like, um, intimate. You just feel like it's more mom and poppy. I don't know. Like bed and breakfasts are my favorite things on earth. When, you know, we were, we went to, um, then you have to interact with the, not true. Yeah. Not true. And also it depends on where you are. We were in Italy. We went to a couple bed and breakfast and it was so nice because they were just. Well, that's totally different. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, that's where you do bed and breakfast. You don't do it like here. I'm not oh. going to be in Cincinnati at a bed and breakfast. Well, that's what I thought you were saying. No. I mean, I've tried, I have tried that a few that's times. What I thought in New York, I just sleep on the train. I sleep New on New York is a tough one. I think I just sleep house. on the one and I just go up and down all mm. day long. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's actually, they got some of the greatest seats on, on that on that subway really nice for stretching out there's no bar in the middle of them chicago has like bars you can't they don't want homeless people sleeping is that I, your phone no it's mine yeah you're that's phone. just so rude i thought it was like a timer like we're done no, oh you want to be done <laughs> <laughs> i thought i wanted to get out of here uh, hey so so you might be working on some other stuff coming at the end of the year right that could be fun or no we just can't talk about well, it. Well, you know, I'm really focused on writing my movie. Yeah, it's for you. And I'm loving it. All right. So listen, I want to ask you the partial premise of this podcast, even though I haven't really gotten to it that much with some of my guests, because the conversation meandered was youthful stories of when you may or may not have been intoxicated and you got in trouble. So you're going to keep that up for the whole run of your podcast. It's never going to happen, but I'm trying. Okay. So I... Well, I got drunk a lot as a youth. When did I, you first start drinking? The first time I was drunk was my freshman year of high school. And for people to know, you don't have any booze anymore. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. But when you were 15? How old are you freshman year? I think it's 15. Yeah, I drank a 40 of Old English. I'm going to give you the pound, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah, dude. What's up? <laughs> so lame. It is and such a gross. It's such a disgusting, so disgusting. But you know what? It was like the 90s. It was like yeah. in every song. and Yeah, you're just following, you're just following the culture. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Anyway, and then I cried. I thought someone was being mean to me, and I cried. <laughs> you got wasted and cried. Yeah, that was sign number one that alcohol wasn't going to be not my, my friend. Term friend. <laughs> but yeah, and you, it was like I had just switched from public school to private school, and it was like I didn't like it, and I didn't feel comfortable. Why did you? Did your mom and dad make you switch? Yeah, I mean it was probably. But I it, guess it was for the best because the school was definitely very challenging. But wait, wh- why? Do you mean the like was, the academics of it yeah. or the culture? Yeah, the academics. It was very. It was, Were you cool in high school? I mean, in the context of that school, it's hard to really assign that. Why? Because it was just such a small academic school. It was like. Was it everybody there was fighting to get into a good college? Yeah, and it, yeah. And it was like hardcore studying. I mean. Where did you go to Scott go to I, college? I went to Barnard in New York. Wow. <laughs> man are we on two different levels dude you're on the roof dude i'm in the basement i went to arizona state university oh, that's supposed to be good just kidding oh, i'm so kidding stupid what a bad no. joke dude i uh, can make the joke okay what did you major in um uh mixology were you on that show <laughs> you asshole <laughs> were you i was oh, that's so funny that I it came in to mixology. my brain right then i was actually good on that show okay oh, chelsea was i was your, funny what was your character in a sentence i was i was the cheapest zach galifianakis they could buy <laughs> <laughs> like you were weird and absurd oh, weird slob sloppy dude mm. they literally were like like galifianakis uh the guys that wrote that show wrote the hangover interesting lucas amore yeah and and uh and it was directed by, by? Um, oh my God, Larry Charles. Do you know who Larry Charles is? Um, you Borat? Larry David. Larry Charles, <laughs> who's also Larry David's good friend. Great. Did Curb, did Borat. Got it. He's a genius. Yeah. That show could have been so cool. And then ABC was like, it's about love. And we were like, Mm-mm. it's a comedy about people in New York. Yeah. But they sold it as love. Uh, the mouse man abc the mouse i went to school for journalism english was my minor i was actually summa cum laude up in college player i was a good in college high school bad 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 because i didn't like high school. i hated going to high school classes were so stupid mm. and this sounds arrogant i felt like i was just above it i was like i'm better than all these classes i would get b's and not even show up Mm. they were just stupid and not fun and not engaging but college was awesome because um, I got to do things I wanted to do. So were you wanting to be a journalist? I just wanted to get into some, ca- I wanted to learn about broadcasting. I wanted to learn about TV and radio and film. and. So really like journalism was just a cover for acting. I wanted to be an actor. I never wanted to be an actor per se. I wanted to be a comedic comedian and maybe a comedic actor but like i genuinely from the bottom of my honest heart i was like i'll never make it as an actor i was like i'm not a good looking dude and i'm not i don't have that thing i never had i never ever was i didn't tell my parents i wanted to be an actor till i got a tv show my mom and dad were like what what did they think you were doing stand up just stand up they were fine with that hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah what did they, they they didn't have a lot of expectations out of me i was never like a I was never a driven kid to be like, you know, I really want to go to college for this or I really want to get into this thing. I just liked having a good time and creating shit. So my parents have always been like, go ahead, go do it. Are you falling asleep? Um, <laughs> no, Chelsea I'm just, just like fell asleep. so tired. Why? Yesterday and today. Why? Um, Family stuff? I haven't been sleeping that well. How many hours a night do you sleep? 
late the last couple of nights probably six hours. That's good. Five or six. I sleep six hours a night. Why? I don't know. I just I don't need that much. I like to get eight, but for the last you're year, so average, dude. By the last year, I've had like six or seven most times. That's I feel like that's good for a young parent. Uh, don't you think? <laughs> I'll take the young. No, I mean the baby's young. <laughs> <laughs> You're old, dude. I'll take it. When you, what's the first thing, the first thing you do first thing in the morning when you wake up from your six hours of measly sleep? Well, I check what time it is. I look at the light and try to figure out what time it is, and then I look at my phone. You guess first. I put my phone in airplane mode when I sleep because hmm. the the Wi-Fi is supposed to like zap your brain you or something. But so. it's cool during the day. It's great during the day. So I put the Wi-Fi. I mean, I put the airplane mode off. Yeah. Check are you out a, some news? Are you a breakfast person? Well, I get my son up, and then usually I make him toast. Oh, does he love toast? Ezekiel bread. Oh, Ezekiel bread. Yeah, very like hearty, grainy toast. Do you go to Air One? No, it's too far. What's your what? Uh, and I'll you, put um, I put. Nut butter on there, sunflower seed butter. Cute, cute. Today I put a couple of raisins and cinnamon on there. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Or I'll do avocado toast or eggs. You or gotta, whatever. you're living that LA life. Yeah. I'm a breakfast dude. I like full breakfast. Where do you eggs, go? Where's bacon. good in LA? Uh, actually, Salt's Cure on Santa Monica is probably one of my favorite places in the world. Salt. What do you get? They do griddle cakes, oatmeal griddle cakes, and mm -hmm. it's just like, come on. They're crazy. The They're so good. But do you need a little salt with that, or do you just get the pancakes? The gr they're, they're oatmeal griddle cakes, not pancakes. Totally different. Because they're like mushy. They're not like cooked. It's not like a fluffy pancake. It's like oatmeal cake. Have you ever had oak, uh, oatmeal grill top? A griddle cake. You've never had that? No. I'm going to take you. It's for real. You'll love it. It's not, it's way healthier than a pancake, and I think they're way better. But they mm. put blueberries in there, and then I get eggs, and then I get farm fresh sausage. And then I get an arugula salad on the side and then a big cup of coffee because I like my coffee. Why do you get an arugula salad? I like arugula salad. I like some green in the morning. Huh. If I'm not smoking a green, dude, I'm <laughs> eating it, doggy. Woo, 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 woo. Nah, so, people that smoke weed first thing in the morning scare me. You need it to get through the day. Wake and bake. Wake and bakey, doggy. Why don't you just, you know, start the day and get slowly get into it? I think it's weird when someone's like, gotta have my weed first but thing. But weed is slowly, slowly getting into it. No, I think that's, I think you're going from zero to a hundred to get stoned the first, your body's not even like adjusting to the day yet. Well, obviously people use weed to self-medicate. You're telling me you smoke weed every morning. Is that what this is a pitch for? I wish, listen, I wish I'm struggling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't, I was never a daily weed smoker. Neither. For me, the reaction to it is pretty extreme. <laughs> like everyone when you would will, get high, you would get yeah, real like high. With anything, my body is very responsive. Like so, people be like, "You're still high," and they think I'm like full of it. You know what I mean? But mm. I'm like, no, I am. Like six hours later. I don't know, but just like it would always be like my friends had already come down. They're like, and they think I'm crazy, but any drug affects me a lot. Yeah. And um, what drug affected you the worst? Like I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, like it fucked with you the worst. Like either it made you the most sick or the or way too high, and you're like that. I did not have a fun trip. Did you ever do acid? You know, I never had success with acid. I tried it a couple times. Didn't <laughs> so work. Something always went wrong. You just you like were just. It was on a candy, and I feel like I didn't get enough or this or that. 
I was thinking about ecstasy because just the come down from ecstasy is pretty bad. But then the next day is real yeah. bad off ecstasy. Yeah, but mushrooms. I never had like a bad trip or anything. I loved mushrooms. Me too. Yeah. I guess not a bad trip. I just mean like, you know, like I, like I, I guess um, ecstasy probably was it for me. Unfortunately, I didn't have as much fun. You people are like it's so pleasurable. Are you serious? Didn't love it. Didn't love it. <laughs> Did not love it. It's so funny. Well, you know why? I'm not a touchy feely person, and I'm not. I think I'm emotionally disconnected to stuff like that, to physical. But even when you were on it, you felt that way because they used to use it. Obviously, you know this to couples therapy in yeah. like the '70s. Yeah, for shut down motherfuckers like well, you. So MDMA. Excuse me. Excuse yes. me. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm trying my best. I'm working out my problems. Okay, as long as you're trying. As long as you're still chipping away at it. This is such motherly advice. Mm -hmm. You chipping away? <laughs> I'm breaking down slowly, mom. It sounds great. Call me next Monday. I love you. What? I love you. Bye. Okay, mom. That's how the conversations go with my mom. I go, I love you. And my dad goes, take care. Take care. That, that's why you're in comedy. <laughs> take care, Charles. Be well. That crazy. Do you get along? Did you get along with any of your dad's wives? Um, well, one was my mother. She was chill. One was my stepmother for much of my youth. Listen, they're all, they all have their charms. And you don't have, all... you don't have to say that. I didn't like anybody my dad got with. Like um, everyone that my dad married other than my mom or, or dated for a long time. Not a fan. Mm. Well, but I'm blowing up my own spot. I know you don't want to do that. You're much more political than I am. I don't care. Well, it's like, is it even political? It's like, I don't know. You just don't want to burn people. family bridge. It's people. Yeah, they're just people. Yeah. Unless they ruined a portion of your life. <laughs> they're still just people. people. Just people. They'll ruin you, but they're just people. <laughs> no, I think I've. that's the thing is like from when I started stand up and all these people were like, specifically guys are just like, nothing's offensive and well things definitely can be offensive yeah well but when i started that was the climate in new york of stand-up it was like all these people were like nothing's offensive it's just not funny if it's you know it's like and all this stuff and so i feel like i've gone on this crazy journey to where now i'm like no people's feelings matter and also though i like funny shit right and it's like but some there it's it's hard because i always use this example i once posted about like how selfies suck or something like how um, selfies suck yeah, yeah selfies like if you look at everyone's social media account i mean i do it too it's just like selfies i feel like are so they're just kind of a bummer and mm. some girl i mean i got so much pushback for saying i didn't like like a joke i had about selfies on twitter and then all these people are like i do selfies and they give me self-esteem and they mm. give me and it's my me representing myself and framing myself. And okay. I was like, oh, my God. It's like and maybe they're right. But like, it's just like it is like this weird time where I'm like, I don't even know myself how to navigate how I feel about all these different things because. But you don't have to. That's taking on a lot of responsibility. No. I think you, I think part 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 of what you said was true. And part of what that they had said was true. I don't think anything is off limits in comedy, but you can offend people. You just have to decide whether or not you give a shit. And if it's funny, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I certainly would not stop myself from doing jokes about selfies. But that, that's what I mean. Like, what do you, who you, you can't concern <laughs> yourself was, with what everyone I mean, feels. It was very shocking to me that people felt so passionately about them. Because I just thought, oh, everyone feels how I feel, which is it's this weird vein. You have, you feel bad about yourself and you try to take the best picture you can of yourself and you put it online and people tell like, me I'm you're okay. pretty and yeah. you're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> do people, do people comment negatively on some of your stuff? Yes. I feel like you don't have a negative fan base. I No, not like some of you guys cultivate. <laughs> I get, I get, for some, I get people that like me, but they still say the meanest shit to me. Cause they think that's what you want. And I feel yeah. like I gotta say, be careful with that. Because I've seen a lot of people cultivate that kind of fan base and it's like, it's kind of poisonous. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I obviously don't engage in that stuff. I don't engage. I said be careful. Okay. I don't engage. So be, be careful. Okay. Like Jesselnik posted this thing. Well, dude, talk about a guy that fishes for negativity. I know, but I'm just saying like he tried to say a joke about me with Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he was like, I heard she got fired. And he like reposted like press, you know. And then all his fans were like, good, because she's ugly and she's not funny and she's right not fat. Like right all on. this shit. I was reading cool. it and I was just like, oh my God, like he's my friend. We both think each other are funny. You don't even get that he's making a joke right now. Yeah. Trying to be like, yeah. <laughs> trying to say I got fired. And, and I'm just like, and yet that's the fan base that he has. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just think like. I think it's a scary thing to be scared of your own fans. That's like a weird, that means something's yeah. going on in your psyche. Well, I but mean, it's a- I don't know if he's scared of his fans, but for me, I wouldn't want that fan base. I'd be scared of them because they're so like so much like rage. Well, they're crit- so critical. But yeah. also he walks into that fire. I tweeted the other day. There was a couple that died in a helicopter accident. Yeah. Uh, right. Literally after they left their wedding. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And I retweeted the news story and I just wrote, Go ahead, Anthony Jeselnik. I just right. added him because I right. was like, you know it's coming. And literally 10 seconds later, he tweeted about what it. What did he say? Um, I love a wedding with a heart out. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the God. thing, right? I knew he was going to... And then people attacked me for, for, for setting him. him. Well, he, I, he was going to do it anyway. Right. But my joke was almost shitting on him because I was like, this is this is his territory. Of course, he's going to make right. light of this sad tragedy. Right. But that's the world we live in in comedy and people well, also here's the thing that i will say about that situation it's like why there there is something about trauma headlines like that like these headlines are fucking made for us to be like their sensationalism <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh they, get, they just got married and they fucking died <laughs> it's like there's are something you, are you, are you orgasming is that <laughs> what that is <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, oh yeah dead couple but <laughs> don't you think there's something very like i don't know what the word libidinous there's something very well it's like, media sets it, it's central it's uh, it's like oh yeah this fucking headline it's, it's so fucked juicy. up it's so fucking tragic it's, it's like, like tmz like regular news is like 4chan you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, of course, what is anyone supposed to do with that headline? Okay, so this beautiful couple just got married and then they and then crashed they're dead. in a flight. And what I didn't know them, so I don't feel for them or their family. Beyond, like, that's fucking that's so sad. sad. And then your heart doesn't know what to do with it, you know? And it's just like, there is like, you know, on Twitter, every time like there's a shooting, it's like, here comes the slideshow of the victims. It's like, what am I doing? I'm paging through 
40 people I've never met that just mm-hmm. got gunned down. Yeah. It's like, it's just such a weird, the whole thing is just like, what is everyone's intentions? Okay. You know? But don't you feel like, well, okay, this is, this is, this is crazy because this brought this up. Is, I just met you. And, and this, this is, is crazy, crazy, but here's, here's my, my number. number. Call, call me baby. That was Call Me Baby by Chelsea Pretty. We'll be right back on KWBBM WXQV. And um, you don't book VO? <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, this is nuts. This means this might, this is so outdated. I, I was hitting this new point in comedy in my brain where I was starting to just back up a little bit and go, I, I don't know what's making me happy anymore in comedy. And I landed flying back from New York and LA and um, the kid from Fast and Furious died. I, I can't, I can't, I'm drawing such a bad blank. Um, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And I landed and I saw the headline and I swear to God, this is crazy. It never hit me like this when like celebrity or someone famous died. I, I, I cried at the airport because I was like, all these did you just have a rough gig i had a tough day i had a tough night <laughs> tough, uh, i had a tough night at, at stand-up new yeah. york no i cried at the fucking airport bathroom yeah. because comics were shitting all they were like must have been too fast too fear you know people right, made all these right, cheap right. jokes and i don't know why some maybe something happened with my family that week something hit me so hard that i was like that's a fucking real dude right that was a real dude yeah. it fuck it, it fucked my head i was like that was a Isn't guy. His mom and dad are, are you know, I, I, something about it hit me. And so what you're saying, I'm just, I'm tying these together of yeah. like, yes, I don't know, Paul. I don't know this couple that died, but like, it still gives me the creeps that we invest so much in death. Like we, the news loves tragedy. And so then they feed it to you. And then when you have any response, but so sad, people are like, it's like a pile well, on. Everything you read, I feel like the human reaction for survival is like, what would I have done? How could I have saved myself in this situation? You read it and right. you think, what could I have done? And it's like, you know, the same reason I think people rubberneck when there's accidents. It's like, you oh, want to yeah. see, wait, what happened? Like, well, you know, there must have been some way to not have this happen or something. Right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think about that too. It's like somewhere there's the whole entire family of people that were at that wedding and they're like, their life is forever changed. Yes. And, and someone's just like, <laughs> well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, one kid on the internet, kids on yeah. the internet get to make fun of it. Idiots, yeah. they deserve it. That kind of stuff. And it's, but also know. it's like, we are disproportionately invested in the internet. I mean, yeah. I also have so many friends that have t- just done some sort of fast, like, or left the internet. And, and I've done it a few times. Yeah. It feels amazing right like if i didn't read this stuff every day i wouldn't feel horrible every day yeah this morning i woke up got a text about that shooting up north yeah my dad's company he flies in it's next door to that and not like i'm trying to be one of these guys like yeah i used to know that guy but it is weird in your brain that's like oh god that's so close and weird and it's just it's it sucks yeah but it's so consumable because i i want to know that shit yeah. It sucks that I want to know it. Maybe that's it. I hate that I want to know. Well, it's just also this, it's, it's an attempt to feel you can control it. Like, well, maybe if I read all these facts, somehow I can avoid, you know, well, there's those movie theater shootings. Now it's like, I don't even like going to the movies anymore. Well, yeah, we don't go. Yeah. 
And when I do, I'm always like sitting in an aisle and then I'm like, literally, I'll be like, but if they come in, the aisle will be the first place they would shoot. Yep. And should I sit in the back? And it's like, I mean, I'm thinking about this now in so many situations or if it's like a big, you know, venue, performance venue, I'm like, where are the exits? Like, I just feel like it's like it's changing. Um, but I don't then I don't know if that's bad. Maybe that's good to think that way. Well, it's good to be aware of your surroundings, but I think it's bad. <laughs> I think it's I think it's bad to be like, could I get shot at this concert? I think that fucking sucks. And that's a reality. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, let's end this on a high note. We're going to get high. <laughs> Chelsea. I am so happy that you did this. I can't be. I'm so elated. I feel like I should have had a coffee, but I just didn't have time. It doesn't matter. Your Second presence, coffee. your presence was, was amazing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see you, it brings a smile to my face. It was the best like part of doing that movie. I, I, know. I, I, I saw you and I was like, I love seeing you every day. It I makes know. me. It made me so happy because also sometimes when you do these movies um, that are indie and they're like, it's also hard because, and I'm not talking shit. It's just, there's so much, so much going on and it's not a huge production. So you just kind of have to like be available and show up when they might not need you and you hang around for a long time and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So at least we got to fuck around, which is like more than half of the fun of the movie. I know. Well, I also just love like getting to know new funny people. Because, yeah. you know, when I'm reclusive, hiding from every danger I think exists in the world, <laughs> I don't get to encounter new people as much. But I, it's just always so exciting to be like, oh, my God. So fun. Yeah. When you let me ask you this, because I do this when you're alone for a long chunk of time mm -hmm. and you're alone, but you're not alone, you're with family. But when you are alone at your house, kind of like stuck at your house for a few days, do you talk to yourself ever? Oh, God. Yeah, I do it so but much. But I also sing a lot. OK, sing. Do you sing talk? Oh, sure. Yeah. Any kind of like, like, I mean, my friend, my friend Sarai also does that. And so when we hang out, we both are like singing like 90% of the, time. <laughs> the whole conversation is in and song. Then we're like cracking up. Move like, the car. Yeah. Move the car. Yeah. yeah. It becomes a big, I think my wife loathes when I do shit like that because really? I'm annoying because I'm annoying with it. I know, yeah. I know I've gone over the point of when I should stop <laughs> and to just keep riding the lightning until she's like, it's an, that's she's enough. Like, Maybe you should take a ninth trip to I see sing your family. <laughs> <laughs> I sing to my dog a lot. Yeah. I make up songs for her oh, yeah. every single day. I know. I used to do a lot with my dog too. But they're so fun child. to sing to because they can't, they can't do anything about it. And, and they just have to sit and watch. so funny. Yeah. They just sit and watch you do it. Sure. Lola, look at her. Look at, she got it. She hates wearing shit. Put her in a yeah, Cubs jersey. She's yeah. fucking livid. Livid. That looks a lot like my dog. She was a rescue. We got her downtown. Did, how do you know her mix? Uh, DNA player. You did it? Yeah. I did the DNA thing. I'm kind of want to do it on. Okay, I'll tell you. My dog's name is Cubby. Cubster after That's the Chicago cute. Cubs. Yeah. And so, I'm like a little boy when I talk about animals. How's your podcast going, by the way? You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're on it, and we're. Gonna... How was Bobby Lee live? Bobby, Bobby was so fun. Bobby's my favorite, one of my favorite people, like on Earth. Yeah. And do you guys hang out? Yeah, sometimes, but he's hard. Bobby's Bobby's in his own world. Yeah. Bobby does what Bobby wants to do. Like what? It goes to Korean spas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He does. I'm not saying that like off the cuff. I like how quickly you got defensive on that. <laughs> well, you went, whoa. Whoa. Uh, no, he, he loves video games. Yeah. And he loves kicking it with uh, his girl. His girl. Yeah. It's like, so when that consumes your life, what else is there? You know, does she play video games? I think, I think no way. I think no chance. She's like, she's like very cool. 
Um, I want to tell you how appreciative I am that you did this for me. I know you're a busy Thanks. woman and you've got a lot going on in your, in your personal and your public life. And I'm so happy that you came to do my podcast with no roof. Thank you. There's no roof. I know one day you'll be in a space that holds sound. Yeah. But for now, for now, do your, do your, Hey, do your, like, I'm like, we talked to like a so much industry shop and then so we what? like started talking about like weird, like serious stuff. People want to hear shit like that. What, what, how else could it have gone? We were it's fun. Like absurdist comedy. Ooh, let's time. be weird. Yeah. Let's get weird. How about, how about, how about you do your, your typical sign off the way you sign off everything. Do that. And then we'll end on that. I don't have that. Come on, Chelsea. You know what you do when you sign off. Chelsea Pretty, thank you for coming. Goodbye. Thanks. Where's, 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 where's. You're that creature in the ginger beard!